Hello, everyone. Welcome to Is It Legal? I'm your host, Dave Plow. Today, I'm talking with an author, a fellow podcaster, and a professor at the Butler College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences. Her name is Erin Albert, and she has been all over the pharmaceutical world. As I often do, I wanted to start our conversation off by finding where her story begins. In Erin's case, it was by asking whether she got her PharmD or her JD first. I actually got a BS in pharmacy first from Butler University and kind of gone full circle in terms of my career. Um, after getting my BS in pharmacy, because it was an option between PharmD and BS, um, I got out of here out of after five years um, from Butler. And then I actually moved to Philadelphia and started working in the pharmaceutical industry. I had a boss who was an engineer by trade who also had an MBA, and she was heavily involved in finance and clinical operations in pharmaceutical. And she actually kind of guided me to considering going back to school to get a MBA, which I did. Um, it was important in the pharmaceutical industry for me to be able to speak the language of both pharmacy as well as business. So I did that. Then I decided to go back and get my PharmD because now everybody's coming out with a PharmD. The Bachelor's of Science in Pharmacy is gone. Okay. So I decided that pathway. And then during my rotations for my PharmD uh degree, I actually had a law rotation in a pharmaceutical company that I was working for at the time. And I thought, wow, this is so cool. I deal with everyone from the janitor of the organization to the CEO and everybody in between. And law is kind of one of those things that reaches every corner of a business. And so from there, that kind of gave me the law um, bug, right, if you will. Yeah. yeah. So I then decided um, while I was working full time back here at Butler to go to law school at night. What were you doing here at Butler at the time? So I was hired to implement new curriculum in our experiential program. So in our pharmacy program, as well as our physician assistant program, students are required to not only have didactic learning in the classroom, but they also have a lot of experiential learning out in the real world that they have to do. So one of the things that I focused on when I first got here was to look at kind of the hybrid between didactic and experiential. So during experiential rotations for our pharmacy students, I actually built curriculum that brought them back to campus where we talked about real-world community practice pharmacy issues like what do you do if you get robbed or how do you set up ancillary services in community practice pharmacy. So it was a seminar series that we had for our final year or P4 pharmacy majors. Um, subsequent to that, I've taught now pharmacy law. I teach an entrepreneurship elective because entrepreneurship is another passion of mine. And we are also have started something called BU Well. It is an open access journal that is ran by all majors here on campus. So it's an opportunity for students to write and publish and edit prior to graduation. And I stole that model actually from law school, <laughs> believe it or not. You stole it from law school? Where'd Absolutely. You, how did you steal it from law school? Where did it come from over there? So when I attended IU McKinney, I participated in Indiana Health Law Review. And I loved that experience because it was self-directed learning. It was fun to write about a topic that I was passionate about. 
And so I often wondered, you know, if every school has at least one law review in the legal world, why don't schools of pharmacy and healthcare institutions that are teaching also offer healthcare review opportunities? So I talked to and worked with our dean to receive a Butler University Innovation Grant to start and found this kind of open access multimedia healthcare journal that's actually or will be ran by <laughs> students pretty much completely. Oh, that's great. Now, to me, that kind of harkens back to your, you mentioned entrepreneurship. Like, it's kind of that same attitude. You went out and you started something, you saw something you liked, you started something new over here. Where does that come from with you? Well, you I looked over your, you know, your resume and your, um, your clout, or not clout, your LinkedIn, and I saw it's entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Why do you do all that? What What is it about you? So entrepreneurship was never really part of the plan. Um, I'm a first-generation college graduate in my family. My parents were actually entrepreneurs, and, you know, their plan all along was for my brother and I to go to a good college, graduate, and become professionals. And I became kind of an accidental entrepreneur in that I started as a medical science liaison in the pharmaceutical industry, capturing and benchmarking job satisfaction data across the industry for that specific role. And I really struggled in a place to publish that information. So Rather than getting frustrated with journals that take forever to publish, I decided to take the data, turn it into a book, publish the book, and then start my first company on coaching and consulting other professionals into getting into the MSL arena. Okay. So it was by accident. It was by minute. accident. <laughs> yeah. And then you just kept doing it and doing it. Yeah. And, you know, I love it in that entrepreneurial behavior is something every great potential or professional leader needs to have under their belt to take an idea, put it on paper, have a plan around it, sell it back to the universe, and then implement it is a skill that transcends all professions. So in the entrepreneurship elective that I teach here for healthcare and life science majors, they actually build a business plan. And our final exam is just like a shark tank. We have real world entrepreneurs that come in and critique the students on their business plans. Wow, that's a neat aspect, especially you say, you know, it's like a shark tank. That's a selling aspect. I like that. It's like, it's a good yeah, presentation. And, yeah, pharmacy and I can't speak so much for PA majors or physician assistant majors, but pharmacy majors tend to not like the word sell. They think it's kind of a dirty word. And I don't care what type of professional you are. At the end of the day, if you're passionate about a project, you're going to have to sell it. Absolutely. So I want to take it back a little bit further. Why pharmacy? Why, why the PA? Where'd that come from? What's that? So pharmacy, you know, I loved chemistry in high school. Um, I thought that was amazing. I loved the idea of medicine and helping people, but I didn't want to be married to my profession. And, you know, I have family members who are physicians and they work insane hours. So I think the greatest compromise for me was, and, and the beauty of pharmacy is that you still get to help people, you have to know a lot of science, and you can work when and where you want to work. There's a lot of flexibility within that career path, whether it's part-time, whether it's entrepreneurship and owning your own pharmacy, whether it's being a consultant, um, you can do a lot of different things with it. When we come back, we'll talk about Erin's other projects, including her book series. But first, our sponsors at IU McKinney School of Law 
invite you to find out more about their nationally ranked Hall Center for Law and Health, which offers students joint degrees in health-related fields, as well as extensive course offerings, externship offerings, and much more. Students interested in a joint degree with IU McKinney and the IU Fairbanks School of Public Health may be eligible to become an IU Health Law Scholar, which includes financial support and hands-on experience in the health law field. You can find out more at mckinneylaw.iu.edu health hyphen law. Coming back, considering Aaron isn't a practicing lawyer, I asked her to explain how having a JD benefits her. Yeah, so one of the original reasons why I wanted to go to law school being a pharmacist was the Affordable Care Act, which is now, what, six years old, believe it or not, time flies. And for me, it was about being a translator. So when you think about who wrote the Affordable Care Act, for the most part, it was Congress. It was predominantly lawyers. Lawyers, and no, def- you know, no offense against the lawyers, but they don't necessarily know how healthcare works. So as a pharmacist, knowing kind of the healthcare side of the business, I really wanted to go to law school so I could be a translator for lawyers about healthcare and what's really going on in healthcare. Um, we need more translators. Even you know today, the Affordable Care Act is still rolling out. There's you know talk of repealing uh, the Affordable Care Act, but I think what we really need to understand is that we need people that understand both worlds. You can't create laws about a system where you don't necessarily know all how or how the system works, if that makes sense. So when I go talk to a lawyer about healthcare, I can speak to them in a language that they understand. You talk about speaking to people and communicating. Uh, I know you give presentations. You've been to the McKinney School a couple times speaking. Uh, you're on a podcast now. Is, is the communication something of a passion of yours, like getting the word out there about what's going on in the world? You know, it's advocacy for me. I think when you sign up for a profession, be it law or pharmacy or any other profession, part of when you're signing up for that is advocating for the professions themselves. So part of that is speaking, it's communicating, it's sharing ideas, it's thinking more broadly about those professions. Um, I'm a huge fan of StrengthsFinder and my number one strength is futuristic. I am obsessed with, you know, what's coming. And I think that lends nicely into understanding what's coming in terms of the professions and what we can do with those. Um, There's been a lot of challenges in law as, as well as pharmacy. But if we have people with vision who love to go out and see what's going on in different professions and bring those ideas back um, I think the professions can be molded and shaped in a really fun, interesting, innovative way. Is that also part of the reason you're interested in being a professor and teaching these students to go out there and do things? You know, teaching was never part of the plan. Um, I, you know, we all talk about having a, a work plan, life plan, whatever. Um, you know, I graduated from Butler back in the 90s. I, my first job was with Kroger Pharmacy in Plymouth, Indiana. And I had the opportunity to start a pharmacy from scratch there. I loved that opportunity, but I honestly thought I would be doing that for 30, 35 years. So teaching was never part of the plan, but 
I love the kind of advocacy, policy, law, teaching our students how to talk to lawmakers, I think is huge. Um, and, you know, the other passion I have is getting them to develop their written communication skills. Mm-hmm. Hence the, uh, the publication you were talking about earlier. Right. And then we have senior projects that we have as interprofessional teams across campus. And we've published now, we're uh, publishing the sixth and seventh books um, that are coming out that have been written by students prior to graduation. So a lot of those books have been children's books. And really in looking at some of those ideas, um, we tried to champion public health issues like asthma. Uh, this year we're looking at antibiotic stewardship, which is a huge problem in healthcare as well as diabetes. So we have teams of students from different majors here on campus that are writing and publishing children's books as part of their senior projects. I was about to ask you about the children's books. Uh, was it STEM for girls or I can't quite remember the name of it? Well, yeah, there's there's two, there's two parts there. Um, one, I personally love to write and publish uh, from my first book experience as being kind of that accidental entrepreneur. I got hooked on writing and publishing. So I've independently published myself 10 different books, um, of which the STEM Princess series has started. And uh, the STEM Princess series has been kind of interesting in that when I looked at the statistics a couple of years ago when I was on sabbatical from Butler about girls in STEM education, particularly in Indiana, girls underperform across the board versus boys on all STEM subject matter. So as a STEM professional myself, and STEM meaning st- science, technology, engineering, and math, I really wanted to create something for girls, particularly very young, because middle school is too late to engage girls in STEM education. So I started the STEM Princess series back in 2014 to get girls excited about different aspects of STEM careers. So that has actually blossomed into what soon will be a trilogy of books. Um, The first book was the story and introducing the 20 different princesses and their different areas of STEM. The second book was kind of an activity book. So it's a kind of hands-on guide for girls to get them started with the language around STEM. And the third book is actually a coloring book. So I'm kind of hopping on this bandwagon right now of coloring books being really hot. And I plan on that book being available um, hopefully before uh, the middle of 2016. How are the first two books available? Where can you get them? All books are available at my website, AaronAlbert.com. All right. Had to give you a chance to get your plug in there. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. The All right. Uh, as I walked in, you handed me the sheet about uh, Butler and IU Law or McKinney Law joining together. What is this? Yeah, so it's a Butler Scholars Program. Um, we have about 30 students in each graduating class each year that go on to law school. Um, not immediately necessarily, but some, you know, take a year or two off. But this is a program and partnership between the IU McKinney School of Law and Butler University to identify scholars that would graduate from Butler and then move on to IU McKinney Law, which I think is a phenomenal partnership. We are very excited at Butler University to do more of those partnerships, um, and I think it's a win-win in that, you know, if we can identify scholars up front, um, 
that's, you know, furthering your education, I think, is a huge deal. I think, it, you know, a, a college degree now is the new high school diploma, like it or not. Uh, how do you see it benefiting your students just jumping right and doing this program? Well, I think it's, you know, multifactorial. There are several law schools in the state of Indiana, but, you know, just the basic idea of plugging brain drain, um, which is a huge issue for Indiana. A lot of young professionals, once they get educated at our great colleges and universities, they flee the state. This is one way to retain our best and brightest. So I think if nothing else, we're going to keep those young professionals here, educate and further educate them, and hopefully get them to set up practice or to be employees here within the state of Indiana. Okay. Uh, do you have anything that you would absolutely like me to hit on before we wrap things up? Well, you know, one of my passions and missions has been to litter the universe with knowledge. And I know that sounds kind of overarching and broad sweeping, but I think if I can help educate a student into writing and publishing before they graduate to engaging a five-year-old in electrical engineering to helping a 40-year-old start his or her own business. Um, to me, that is far more interesting and rewarding than, you know, titles and, um, you know, being a professor or being a lawyer or a pharmacist. I think it's important to, once you've had the privilege of education, to share that with others. That is it for Erin Albert. My thanks to her for inviting me out to Butler so that we could have this conversation. If you would like to know more about Erin, you can visit her website, erinalbert.com. That's E-R-I-N-A-L-B-E-R-T.com. Erin earned her JD from our sponsor, the IU McKinney School of Law, who would like to remind you they offer a Master of Jurisprudence, or MJ degree, for those interested in learning more about the law, but not wishing to practice. If you work in human resources, healthcare, compliance, law enforcement, business, journalism, or a variety of other fields, a better understanding of the law can enhance and even advance your career. Find out more about the individual curricular options at IU McKinney. There is more information at mckinneylaw.iu.edu, or you can call the MJ Program Director, Professor Debbie McGregor, at 317-274-2608. That's a wrap on this episode, but I'll catch you next time on Is It Legal?